Hello and welcome to this Great Insights podcast. I'm Clem Silverman. The magazine this month looked at new diplomacy and development, and as editor San Bilal says, contrary to its traditional image, international diplomacy is a dynamic field. We feature many interesting articles ranging from how economic diplomacy can play a role on trade and investment of developing countries, to looking at Ghana's challenges in a new diplomatic environment by former Ghanaian ambassador to the EU. In this podcast, I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Bruce Byers, and our guest, Dr. Hub Ruel, to talk about his article on how African countries need to get on with the business of diplomacy. Yes, thank you, Hub, for joining us. Just like you to uh, outline what you mean by commercial and business diplomacy and what the difference is between the two. Um, commercial diplomacy, in my view, is, put it simply, just the support of, of, of home country business to expand abroad via diplomatic channels and diplomatic means and also trying to get foreign businesses to a home country um, also via the diplomatic channels or diplomatic means and diplomatic implies that there is always this at least a government kind of an involvement in it a public involvement in it so it's that's commercial diplomacy, business diplomacy. Yeah, that business diplomacy, in my view, is is the um, establishing and maintaining positive relationships with foreign governments, NGOs, interne- uh, interest groups, um, in order to uh, build uh, and and sustain uh, legitimacy and this li- license to operate. Very important is it's about long. Term. It's not like a one issue, let's get in touch. It's really establishing some sort of an open line. Yeah. But is commercial diplomacy then driven by governments and the business diplomacy is more like in a private sector kind of yeah. coming together of the two angles around this one sort of... There are these different views and different definitions indeed on what exactly commercial diplomacy is. My personal definition is how I put it is commercial diplomacy is it's, 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 it can be driven by either the public or the private sector both and it's actually the network of, of these two that together try to get uh, to expand abroad. Okay, because from the, from the way you defined it and yeah. also just the way we discussed it before it sounded like the business diplomacy was kind of an extension of CSR. Yeah. It was a kind of so broader, and you talk about license to operate, so it's about businesses working out a strategy to be able to operate effectively within a developing country, yeah. which is not quite the same as sort of government to government yeah. or even government support for their firms That's going the, into yeah, the, to, to that, third countries. There's clearly, there's clearly a difference. That's true between commercial diplomacy and business diplomacy indeed. Okay. And with with because donors, I mean, a lot of the work that we're doing now, and maybe you touched upon it here as well, is about donors trying to work more and more with their own private sector mm-hmm. through various instruments, sort of for working through challenge funds and all this kind of thing, and trying to either fund partnerships or actually fund foreign direct outward going foreign direct investment. Mm-hmm. So is that, in your view? In, or given what you said, to me that would kind of be almost something in between. It's kind of a bit of commercial diplomacy where it's sort of governments trying to work with companies, but there's also an element of, of what you're calling di- business diplomacy yeah. there too. I, I, I agree that in practice, uh, the, these two uh, absolutely, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, from a definition point of view, you can, I can at least clearly 
distinguish them okay. and divide them and see that. But in practice, the two absolutely get along very well because a business can think like, okay, let me connect with even my home country government to get to build that long-term relationship uh, abroad yeah. with foreign government, NGOs, etc. And uh, that's also another thing. When I was recently uh, visiting the foreign ministry in the Netherlands, that's in, in actually also quite common. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's quite uncommon, actually, for, an, for, for example, a Dutch MNC to get in touch or really build a deep, long relationship with foreign government interest group without the involvement of the national government. So yeah, these okay. Yeah. That's and right. is it so is it a good thing i mean the way you describe yeah. it there yeah. it doesn't in some respects you can say this is something that's going on a long time so french business interests yeah. to name one for example yeah. in africa uh, aren't always seen a, i mean there they've been doing sort of investment yeah. close connections with governments yeah. so i mean how this is a growing agenda it's maybe broadening yeah. so it's less kind of hidden under the carpet but so is that good it, it's 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 hard to say, or the easy way out is I think it's all about intentions. Yeah. It's, it's what what are the real, true, genuine intentions, and uh, once. Yeah. But you see these guidelines then that exist. So you've got sort of various frameworks of the UN Global Compact or these OECD guidelines. I mean, are those, I mean, are those effective enough to kind of ensure that with this growing sort of business diplomacy that there are more sort of corrective. Well, it's not even corrective measures, but at least there's sort of sort of guidelines about how they could and should behave. Or do you think they're um, they're not enough? Yeah, they're absolutely first step because, uh, as far as we all know, I think, but but I know, I mean, it was quite hard already to 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 get to such a set of guidelines yeah. that at least and and where you can at least get the MNCs uh, uh, on board to support it. Yeah. And uh, but but I think it's not enough, and and countries actually uh, are really uh, diversify or actually uh, imp- try to to impose them on on firms and what they yeah. diff- in in different ways and to different extents at least uh, that that's what we know. I mean the OECD itself also has uh, published a report recently on that. Does that show anything about the impact of them actually? Um, because one of the interesting yeah. things is to what I mean at the end of this is also therefore what's the opportunity or the threat yeah. in Africa I mean some of our colleagues were at the African Union last week mm-hmm. and in the African Union Commission there was some discussion about how this was a threat to like, sort of donor OECD donor countries subsidizing their own firms is a threat to African business but others that I've spoken to kind of say we welcome as much investment as long as it's job creating and, and well behaved etc then that's that's all we need yeah there are loads of risks involved as well I, I think personally I think doing business is absolutely not easy yeah uh, we may have sometimes a very a bit of a negative perception perceptions or views on on, on on businesses and especially big business and etc but it's Okay, that's that's my, it's it's also not easy. I mean, it's not easy to 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 balance and and uh, what is interesting, of course, I think, and it's not new, but I would say, like, I would hope, I would hope that really this so-called stakeholder view on the fir- of the mm-hmm. firm would would start to dominate over the the, the shareholder kind of view yeah. because yeah, you know, big businesses but also small businesses being driven by shareholder value, etc. That is absolutely not very helpful in putting CEOs into it, you know, try to really, yeah, you know, 
to, to engage and, and to invest in, in all kinds of CSR initiatives and, and things like that. So it's, so it's business diplomacy for shared value. Uh, yeah, that's a, that would be a, the, 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 yeah. This is <laughs> the kind of slogan. concept yeah, everybody's yeah, talking about, yeah, right? It's yeah. And uh, so, therefore, I may sound like I'm on the business side to defend them, but but I really try to say like it, it's really not easy. And and uh, my personal view is absolutely we cannot do it without business. Yeah. So we could say like let's let's keep business out or something. Really, uh, development without doing free business doesn't will will never emerge. I mean, I I've not seen examples. In history, okay. Although, no, like that's, the, that's a good final line. <laughs> okay. Um, and on the flip side, what what you say in your in your article, Africa needs to uh, avoid pitfalls and professionalize. Uh, what do you mean by that? Professionalize uh, economic and commercial diplomacy. Uh, what do countries need to do, in your view? Yeah. Uh, First of all, they need to 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 prioritize uh, commercial and economic diplomacy in their uh, foreign economic policies and that means also really transferring it into the heads of, 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 of those who are you know one could say the, the salesmen abroad uh, the diplomats and uh, that is something that is not uh, not always done in in, in, in in the way it is being done for one reason is because many of the diplomats are career diplomats yeah many of the ambassadors are career diplomats and mm-hmm. they have hardly ever worked for the private sector for example. Yeah. So and there's nothing wrong in it, but that really uh, can limit their views of how important it is actually to to have those competences to to really deal with big business also. And once as a, as a, as an ambassador, you're being approached by a CEO of a big firm, and and, and with all their talents and competences on, on doing business, then you're yeah. quite easily of of the map because uh, nah, and and. Um, and and so, so it's first prioritize it. Second is how to organize it and and how to structure it. How you balance it between the the, the central level, decentral level, and and, and uh, how important you you put it also in the in the in the, the, the heads of those uh, in in the foreign service, for example. And and professionalizing means yeah, really being up to date in what's going on in, in in real life in the business world. I don't know how many countries already are doing it, but at least for example in Netherlands, as an example, in the UK yeah. also. So many uh, the, the the foreign minister has uh, propo- proposed to have diplomats at least uh, in some sort of an internship with businesses for yeah. a while to to really get in touch. What what does it mean to to be in business or what's what's going on? Um, to to and and I don't know how many countries, for example, African countries are doing that, but I'm assuming mm. it's not very. Well, I mean, I think the other thing with people like the UK is that within within their development agencies, there's resistance also. So you're talking about sort of diplomats and getting them to understand the private yeah. sector, but within development agencies, there's also sometimes actually quite sort of a sense of relief at not being attached to commercial diplomacy up till now. I mean, I think that's changing. I, I think it's naive. I, yeah. Honestly speaking, I mean, uh, for all the once again good intentions, the public intentions of really doing, you know, providing uh, aid and, and development, but uh, it's 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 really naive to think like uh, to, to to try to to keep commercial interests completely out. Yeah. It's really yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Thank you very much. What a welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. 
Our new website, ecdpm.org, is launching on the 1st of April. Be sure to find all the great insights issues there and subscribe to ECDPM's updates.